listening to She Said What with your host, Alyssa Harper. Hello, hot and sexy people. Welcome back to She Said What. If you've not been here before, then I just want to welcome you and let you know that this is a space for you to come and get something out of all of these conversations that we have, whether it's about self-growth like today, or it's about sex and sexuality or relationships. This is a space for you to come and to be accepted, whoever you are, wherever you come from, and to hopefully have a little laugh and get something out of every single episode. And today we are talking about going through a breakup, which I first want to say super early on if this is you which I'm assuming it is that fucking sucks and I'm so sorry and this is probably going to be or may be one of the hardest things that you have experienced especially if it's your first big breakup I went through a very bad breakup once in my life and I didn't really have any resources to go through it. Like I didn't know who to look to or what to do. And I definitely did so many things very wrong. And I did some things pretty right. And I put out a call on my Instagram about two weeks ago asking for breakup advice to use in today's episode. And so this is not just information that I have acquired, but it's also from you guys as well. So this is a super like community episode and we're all here to kind of help each other out. Um, I just know that you're going to walk away from this episode feeling like you have actual things that you can do to help you to move on, to help your brain in this time. And it's just going to be hopefully something that's going to really help this season that you're in. And so I'm going to be going through about eight different points. Yeah, eight different points about what your brain is doing right now and why you feel so crazy. You're not crazy, just PSA. Um, And then things that you can do to help you get through the breakup. All right, let's get into it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Quick update on my week as per usual. Guys, I was not here last week. Uh, episode did not happen. So sorry about that. Uh, sometimes that happens. Sometimes my brain doesn't uh, doesn't compute, doesn't work. And last week was one of those weeks. I actually bleached my eyebrows. If you saw that on my Instagram, it was a whole thing. I had a bit of a menti bee, you know. Um, but I'm back and better than ever and everything is fine. Um, bleaching my eyebrows was actually cool. And I did like it, to be fair. I felt like I was in my like fun crazy girl era kind of vibe and I do like it and I would do it again but I did feel a bit weird and a bit crazy and so literally like an hour ago I went back to my dark brows which is why they're also so dark if you're watching the video right now on Spotify then I'm so sorry about that Uh, (laughs) don't worry about me everything is fine Um, but I haven't talked to you guys since my birthday and I had my birthday and it was amazing and Sam and I had so much fun and we went and we stayed at the Ace Hotel in Surrey Hills and we went to Kiln which is their restaurant upstairs I don't think I I don't think I've talked to you guys since then no I don't think I have it was beautiful it was amazing I had the best time thank you so much for all the birthday wishes and everything I'm so happy to be like 
back and into the swing of things now and had a really great week actually coming back from when my brain was not doing too good. Um, I went to Pilates today for the first time in two weeks, got myself to go and it is so good. It's so fucking good. Like it's so stupid because I literally am a trained Pilates instructor. I taught Pilates for like all of last year. You think that I would know that Pilates is like, or exercise I should say is so good for your brain and like really, really helps you. Um, but it just still shocks me every single time when my brain feels so good on the day that I work out. I'm like, wow, I should like do this more. Um, so that's going to be something that I'm going to try to stay a bit more consistent with. And that's basically it. Oh, I went to go see the 1975 actually two nights ago, which was fucking amazing. It was the first time I've ever seen them in concert. And it was so, so, so good. Like Maddie is just so hot and sexy and so funny and just it was the best time. It was the best time. And Sam and I went together. Sam's my partner, if you haven't listened before. Um, and he is, like, a big fan, big fucking fan. Like, he has the, like, rectangle tattoo on his wrist and shit. Like, big fan. So he was vibing so hard. He it was so cute to watch him. Like, he would sit down every so often and just, like, watch really seriously. And I was like, oh. So it, it was sweet. It was a really good time. And then tonight, I'm going to go see Curtis Connor, who is a YouTuber. So niche. So you probably maybe don't know who this is. But his name is Curtis Connor, and he also does stand-up comedy. And he's fucking fun as hell and so I'm gonna go see him tonight and so I'm really excited for that that's my weekly update now let's talk about your breakup holy fuck okay this shit sucks uh, all right I'm not gonna talk about myself too too much in this episode just because I feel like I don't need to focus on me but I will give you a little bit of context that when I think back to going through a really bad breakup it was for me at the end of high school I dated somebody for three years there were so many bad things about that relationship, but obviously there was a lot good as well, which is, you know, I'm not stupid. That's there's I wasn't just there for funsies, like getting fucked around. Like I, well, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. Um, and I was kind of like really in my head throughout a lot of it. Like I was struggling with my mental health at times. He struggled with his mental health at times. We actually planned, a lot of you don't know this actually, but he, we planned to move to Australia together. And he ended up choosing that he wasn't ready to move across the world yet and like wasn't grown enough. And he actually chose not to move with me. And I ended up coming alone. And it's so fucking crazy because like to think about my life now, and this is why I have so much hope for you. Like at the time, I was like, this is ruining everything. Like we were going to go and like move together and have this whole life together. Like I thought I was going to marry this person. Okay, guys, I, like I was balls deep into this man. What? you okay but that's what that's what was going on and the fact that he then didn't move with me I was like it was soul crushing crushing we probably broke up six months before I moved across the world um and I moved across the world brokenhearted like I did like even after we broke up I had a bit of a like a hoe phase like a little mini hoe phase it really wasn't one but I had a mini one and I kind of did that. And then I moved to Australia and I was just like, whoa, like picking up the pieces, meeting all these new people. It was super fucked up. And so it was a really hard time in my life. And I learned a lot through that, though. And this is why I have hope for you, because <laughs> obviously there's always hope. But when you go through really, really tough things and you like watch yourself come out of it, you build this resilience that is so fucking powerful. And like you start to view yourself through this lens of someone who can do hard things and you you just really start to believe in yourself and like that's what I believe for you is that you're gonna come out of this experience looking back being like a thank fuck I'm not with that person anymore and b thank fuck I found myself through that and I went through that process of genuinely healing from it and working through it um so yeah today we're gonna be going through 
all the different points. And again, these are a bunch of things that were inspired by you guys sending through on Instagram. So thank you so much for anyone who sent anything through on Instagram because I didn't expect to have such a big result. And like, you guys sent through so much shit. You guys are salty as fuck. You guys are funny as hell. And it was just super fun to like read through all the things that you guys had to say. And so much of it was so helpful and really reminded me of things that I either did or didn't do as I went through that breakup. And um, yeah, I want to start out with a few things that you guys sent in that was just really funny and it's bad. It's kind of bad advice. Okay. This is my fucking favorite piece of advice in the world. Are you ready? This is what this person said. They said, don't fuck his best friend. Fuck the guy he hates. <laughs> Isn't that so good? not his best friend, right? Why would, don't, not his best friend. They're probably like-minded, right? You know, it's just, it makes you look a little bit like messy, a little bit crazy. You know the guy that he hates. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> Anyways, don't do that. Do not do that. Um, the other piece of advice that I thought was really funny, which I got quite a few times, guys, come on, is to get under someone else to get over them. And... I don't personally think that that's the best option because I do think it's a bit of an escape. But I am going to say that if you do this or you think that this is like, holy grail, fuck yeah, do that. And it works for you and you like know it works for you, then honestly slay. Like I would never take that away from you. Like you fuck whoever you want, you know, whatever is going to help you. But I find in most cases, it doesn't actually, most cases, who am I? Oh my God. In most situations, I feel like it doesn't actually help people. It's usually like a bit of an escape and like it's to... Um, be like get this idea back into your head that like someone values you or like someone's gonna love you and it's like to prove that to yourself but what I would challenge you to do is to not use somebody else to prove to yourself that you are like lovable or worth love you know because again, you're still putting that into somebody else's hands and the journey that would be helpful <laughs> and I think more healing for you to go on is to take time for yourself and to actually like heal yourself, you know? But again, that doesn't have to be a long period of time. That's not saying, oh, you have to be single now. You can do whatever the hell you want. Maybe in this relationship, you've been like kind of mentally off of this relationship and like out of it for longer than the breakup actually was. I know things are super complicated and every situation is so different. So if you're ready to move on and like ready to start dating again, there's no judgment from me. Um, but I feel like that's not usually the case. All right. First, we're going to talk about what your brain is doing right now. After you've gone through some big breakup, whether this has been like a horrible ending, like, you know, they cheated or they did something really bad or they just decided and finally said that they actually don't love you anymore or, you know, there was too much fighting or whatever it is. Usually breakups don't end good, you know, unless I think I think like in very certain specific scenarios where maybe people just start to fall out of love and they come to like a genuine understanding that's like, OK, we're still best friends and we do love each other but we are looking for other things. I feel like that's like the good version of it, but I feel like a lot of the time it's not the best thing um, at the start. And even if you were the one who broke off the relationship, you can absolutely still grieve it. Um, and I think that's a big misconception is people think that, oh, if you break it up, like if you, you know, cause the breakup or are the person to 
make the breakup happen, that you don't feel shit about it, but I'm sure you would still feel shit about it um, because there's probably a lot that you are giving up by not being with that person, but ultimately you make that choice because of, you know, whatever reason, you're traveling or you fell in love with somebody else or you are doing something else and that's fine. You're focusing on your career or whatever the fuck, you know, that's fine. Um, And it's okay to still hurt in that season if that's what you're going through. Um, But what's going on in your brain right now? So I just have two points here. First of all, you are probably romanticizing all of the good things in the relationship and you're probably forgetting about a lot of the bad things. Naturally, what your brain is doing is it's creating a narrative to go along with the emotions that you are feeling. So right now you feel, maybe not right now, but you know, throughout this season, you're like, holy fuck, I miss this person so much. And your brain is going, oh, that's cute. What do you miss about them? (laughs) It fucks with you. It's like, oh, like, yeah, remember all those good times? And it like, it's like a, like, fucking lord what's that song it's like i play a super cut of us that song i used to oh my god when i was going through the breakup i used to like vibe with that song so hard super cut by lord because it's literally like you're watching like this like movie in your head of your relationship and even though you know there was so much bad shit in that relationship your brain is like oh but they were kind of cute right they're like oh but they loved you remember all these great things and your brain is trying to like give you examples of what you are feeling because our brains do that they love narrative they love repetition they love like following the pathways they're used to following and if you've been with a person for long enough and you've loved that person and you've been in a space of being like I love this person I want to be with this person your brain is so used to those pathways and now that situation has changed you're now looking around and your brain is thinking oh my god I miss that person I need that person back it's going through these similar pathways and your job right now is to break those pathways into literally like break off those fucking neurotransmitters and change the pathways, which is really hard to do, but you're going to have lots of ways throughout this episode that I'm going to share with you where we're going to be able to do that. But again, what we want to try not to do is romanticize all of the amazing things. And something that one of you actually sent in was that you wrote a list, and I think this is so fucking genius. You wrote a list of all of the things that you didn't like about the relationship. This might sound a little bit like petty or a bit like oh my god that's that's so like creating like a thing a list of all the things you hate about them I think it's really smart because if you actually think about it what you're doing is you're telling yourself these are all the reasons why I made this choice or why this person is not worth being in my life or why I don't want to be with this person and it's really good because it helps you to rationalize and I think when you go through a breakup you can feel so fucked emotionally that you literally think you are crazy and you feel like a crazy person and you're like wanting to like creep them and like you see a photo of him like with a girl and like she has on a certain necklace and then you're like looking through all the friends photos and you're like looking for the same fucking necklace and you feel like a spy like a crazy crazy spy (laughs) Okay, I get it. I get it. It's fucking real. It is so real. But you're not crazy. Your brain is just trying to make sense of what is going on. So what I would love for you to do is to make a list of basically the cons of the relationship because your brain is already, it knows the pros. Okay, if you loved that person, you don't need to write the pros. We don't need that side of the list. Write the cons so that you can rationalize for yourself like, okay, this is why I made this choice and I was right for making this choice and it's actually really empowering and helps you to feel like you've done the right thing. 
like I said, your brain knows the pros and there were good things in the relationship. And what I don't want you to do in this situation is to try to convince yourself that they're like the worst person in the world. It probably feels good to do that. And it makes you think that you're like that bad bitch that doesn't need anybody. And he was so fucked anyways. And blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm sure there were things that were fucked. And I'm sure right now, especially if something really shitty happened towards the end of the relationship, you literally are here being like, nah, trust me, he's fucked or they're fucked or she's fucked. And I get that. And you can totally feel that. There's nothing wrong with feeling that. But if you are also in that space of being like, well, there was a lot of really good things. Of course there were good things because you are a smart person and you wouldn't have been in the relationship if they were fucked from the beginning. You know what I mean? You wouldn't have been like so in love with them or head over heels or excited to be around all the time or invested all this time in them if there wasn't good things. Of course there's good things. But we don't want to focus on those things right now. (laughs) Sometimes when we romanticize all the good things and we convince ourselves that you know, this person really did hold a lot of value in your life. We think, okay, well, why don't we be friends? You know, it's so painful to picture yourself going from something so close to being like nothing. It feels so fucked in your brain that you're like, okay, what can we be in between? And this is where things get really messy. You know, it's like, oh, we could be friends. And maybe one day you could be friends. But at the start, typically it doesn't work that well and it's better to not try to become friends with that person to change that relationship in that way number two is that love is quite literally a drug like this is what your brain is doing you are getting dopamine hits every time that you are sitting there thinking about them you know on purpose actively thinking about them not passively but actively thinking about them when you are looking at photos of them, when you are listening to songs that you used to listen to with them, you know, when you're watching your favorite movie together, maybe when you're even texting them, if you're still in contact with them, your brain is getting like these little hits. And especially the thing with dopamine is especially when you don't know what the result is going to be, your brain wants to go for that thing so much more. I forget the actual word for it, but it's like we, it's the same thing as gambling, right? Gambling wouldn't be fun if you knew that you were showing up every day putting five dollars in and every time you got ten dollars back or every time you got five dollars back like it wouldn't be a game it wouldn't be a risk it wouldn't be exciting and love is risky and love is exciting and you don't know all the time what you're gonna gonna you're going to get and this is why people often get addicted to these types of relationships that are so toxic because if you don't know the result that you're gonna get your brain likes that push and pull and it likes that almost like the lack of consistency. But of course, we know that a healthy relationship comes with consistency and not having to guess whether or not the person that you are talking to or in a relationship with is going to love you and listen to you and give you that feedback. That's what a healthy relationship is, someone who is going to create that space for you. And if they don't create that space for whatever reason, they actually are willing to apologize and they like they see that. And I'm telling you now, I'm in a relationship with someone right now who is willing to do that. And that is possible. And yes, he is a man. So it is a thing. Okay. And even if you're in a space right now where you're like, men are fucking trash and men are blah, 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 blah. Try not to create this belief of that because you are just going to use this experience to affirm that belief over and over. And that is not going to help you. It's not going to help you in the future. It might feel good, But again, 
it's not going to help you. And so when you are looking at all these things, when you're trying to communicate with them, when you're trying to put out these little testers, these little feelers, when you're saying, oh, let's just talk one more time, you know, let's just hang out one more time. Let's just, for old times sakes, for closure. I'm looking at you, bitch. Like it's, it's your brain wanting that little dopamine hit and what you need to do, like any addiction, is not them saying that you're actually addicted, but like like an addiction, you need to pull back on trying to get those dopamine hits, okay? So that's what's going on in your brain. Now we're going to get into the actual specific things that you need to do because I need to talk about this. This was the number one piece of advice sent in by you guys. I got this message so many times. It literally was like hard to sort through the amount of people that said you need to cut contact with the person. You need to. If there's some reason why you absolutely cannot do that, like it maybe you're in some like work group chat or something like that where you can't fully cut, okay, yes, but you need to be so honest with yourself because when you continue to talk to the person, when you continue to look for this so-called closure, that's not going to be closure. It's just going to be you either fighting about the same things or fucking or you know, going over the details of things over and over or starting fucking new fights, which does happen, which is so shit. Like it is going to make it so much harder for you to work through actually healing and actually getting over this person and actually like seeing yourself as a whole person without this person. So that is my number, number, number one piece of advice. And I know that that is so hard. And you might be thinking, oh, well, I already did that. Don't worry. I unfollowed him but you still creep him all the time. Yeah, that's right. Maybe you need to block him. And by the way, I keep saying him, and I'm sorry that I'm doing that. It's because of my own experience and I shouldn't do that. Um, But this applies to anybody, okay? It's not great. It's not great because the more you have the option to look at them, the more you have the option to do that thing, the more likely you are to do it. And right now you might be thinking, oh, well, I'm not going to do that. I trust myself. You know, I don't need to block them. That's so dramatic. It's not fucking dramatic, okay? It's not. You need to set whatever boundaries that you need to set for you to be successful in what you're trying to do and if you are worried about them being offended by you blocking them or whatever a fuck them who cares doesn't matter if you are actually on good terms with them you can say to them hey just you know i'm choosing to take you off of all social medias fully just because i think it's going to help me in this time have that conversation be honest there's nothing wrong with doing that that shows beautiful like emotional maturity and if they are not at that place know that you are right by doing that and there's nothing wrong with you doing that and if you are not on speaking terms and things are not looking good then block them and fuck it who cares you know who cares it is the best thing that you can do for you and your mental health and it is going to save you time not that you need to heal super quickly which we're going to talk about later but it is going to save you some time on that journey because it's going to be so much easier for you to move on in those little moments where you want to go back and look at that person and creep that person because what does that lead you to do it leads you to feel shitty about yourself you think about all the good things about your relationship which again that's going to hide all the bad things and the reasons why you're not in that relationship and of course it's going to make you feel a little bit crazy and you're not crazy you just need to set some boundaries so that you're able to cope in a healthy way not by looking at their stuff yeah I just want to say as well about closure that closure doesn't have to come from the other person. 
Like if you are someone who's sitting here going, I really just want closure. I really want things to feel like they end well. They might not. Like they might not be able to end well like that. Um, Closure can come from you. Closure can come from within. It can come from you quite literally picturing yourself closing a book and putting it down and like popping it away on a shelf, you know? And one day you might go and pick up that book again and read it and have that friendship and whatever. But right now you need to store it away. You need to close it and you need to let yourself be without it so that you can learn how to do life day to day without that connection. And closure often is an excuse that we use. You know, if we're being honest, I used to use it all the time. The amount of times that me and my ex hung out after we broke up and absolutely had sex, you know, like created all these little connections, had little moments where we just kind of tried to pretend that things weren't bad or that, you know, there weren't all these horrible reasons as to why we shouldn't be together. All these, all this shit that happened, like... I just feel like I sat there and I was like, but it's going to help me like get over him. And it's, it didn't. It made it worse. It, I'm telling you, cut him off. Cut him off. And of course, that goes along with getting rid of things as well, like getting rid of anything that belongs to them. Don't have it in your space. Anything that maybe you even like bought together or things that you know really, really remind you of them. If you can, obviously, if they're like low value things and like you can get rid of them, like clothing, stuff like that, get rid of those things. Also, photos, videos, all of that. If you know that you're not going to get back together and if you did that, it would be a big fuckery, then you need to get rid of the photos. You need to get rid of the photos. I'm not saying to put them in like one of those little secret box apps. I'm fucking looking at you, okay? Don't do that shit. Don't put it on your laptop. Oh, but it's not on my phone. No, don't do that. No photos. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. See you. We don't need them. We don't need them anymore. We don't need videos, especially no videos. Oh my God. This is so embarrassing. But like when I went through that breakup, I had a video of us like laying in my not my bed oh no we were on a holiday on like this bed and it was like a video of him just like saying that he loved me oh my god that shit is ingrained in my brain from how many times I fucking watched it you know what I would love to not have in my brain that not that it affects me anymore obviously but it's just like fuck I don't need it I don't need and you're not gonna want that so don't do that I was bad at that I was so bad at that I did not delete all of my photos. Wow, this is so not encouraging for you. Sorry. Um, but I did not delete all my photos until I was in Australia. In Australia. And Sam and I were already friends. Like Sam and I already knew each other. We were friends. Sam knew that I was going through this and bless his fucking soul. He literally was like, I'll support you, whatever you need to do. Like going through this journey, he knew I had gone through this. Like I'd talked to him about so much stuff. We didn't really start like dating like properly until I had really worked through it. Um, But he knew when we were friends, because we started as friends, like that I was really struggling with this. And he, he literally knew that I needed to like delete photos and stuff. And I remember him encouraging me and being like, it's okay, you can do it. And then I like hung out with him again as friends a few days like later. And I was like, I did it. And he was like so proud of me. Like it was actually like, that's how much I let that drag on for. Everything else was fine. I wasn't talking to him or anything, um, but I was definitely still had the photos and that shit fucked me up. So do yourself a favor and don't be like me. All right. Number two is to prioritize your friendships and to lean on the people around you. Um, your friends are obviously, hopefully 
going to be here for you in this season and like fill that gap. Um, And even if you don't actually have really great friendships right now, you can also just go listen to one of my episodes about building friendships and building community because now is a great time for you to do that. If you kind of like let go of a lot of your friends when you were dating because you got like obsessed with this person, that happens and it's okay. Um, Go and make friends or spend more time with the friends that you already have and really invest in them um, and make them aware that you need somebody to lean on and lean on them. Um, I think we often think that we're burdening people by bringing like, I'm saying like, quote unquote, like negativity. Um, but you're not, you're actually building like authentic, uh, what? Authenticity? <laughs> Authentic, genuine relationship with that person. And that is so much more valuable than if you were to pretend that you are fine and to not bring it up with people. Um, I would just really, really, really encourage you to be really honest with your friends and lean on them because it's fucking relatable. Like, you know, I obviously I joke and I say shit even in today's episode, like about I'm looking at you, bitch, and like all this shit because it, it, it's real though. It's relatable. Like we've all been there and try to relate, like relate to your friends and rely on your friends because you'll be surprised at how much they'll actually have really good advice for you um, and they'll really support you. And some people that you talk to might also give you bad advice. So I'm just going to give you a bit of a warning, you know, be aware of that. Definitely don't talk to everybody about it. Like be aware of who you talk to just because you want to protect yourself and not get advice from, you know, 10 different people. Because sometimes if you have voices coming in from everywhere, then it can just, you can feel like really torn on what to do. I think at the end of the day, you have to make choices for yourself, Um, but lean on your friends. Number three is to remember that there is no correct time frame for healing. Like you don't have to get over it. There's nothing, like, no one is sitting here applauding you for getting over it in a month. Like, if anything, I think that when people get over things super quickly, it often is just that they are not actually processing their emotions, and they tend to really break down later on. I feel like, personally, I've seen this more with a lot of men. I've seen this a lot of times. Of course, this isn't all the time, and I'm trying not to overgeneralize here, but it happens quite a lot where men will, because they haven't been given as many tools to work through some of the emotional healing, or they haven't been encouraged within society to go through those healing processes better and leaning on their friends and talking about the things, they typically will go, you know, try to have sex with someone super quickly. And then, of course, the women are saying they're so hurt because they're like, how the fuck could you be with someone that quickly? You literally were in love with me, like X amount of times ago or days ago or months ago but you get in this situation where you're sitting there going that's so fucked how could they do that but they don't have the tools to work through things so they go and have sex with somebody they don't actually work through anything you spend all this time working through you and then they come back like come back like months later when you're way done with it you're over it you're fine you're chilling and they're now all fucked up about it because they didn't do that earlier you know anyways going on a bit of a tangent I just see that a lot and I feel like you need to be okay with letting your time frame happen however it needs to happen. Maybe you'll have like a few really great weeks and then you'll have like one week that just feels fucked, you know? Or you'll have like a lot of really great moments and then every so often you'll just have a moment, you know, where it's just, you're like, fuck, like it just feels really shit or really heavy or it just hits you in a certain way. And what I don't want you to do is to get disappointed in yourself if you are you know, doing so well, and then you suddenly are not doing so well, because that's how life is like healing. And this is number four, (laughs) is that healing isn't linear, 
right? Healing is not this perfect linear thing. You just go up, 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 up. No, like you'll have moments. You might feel really great straight away and be like, woo, good riddance. He's out. Woo. And then be fine. And then suddenly it might hit you. You know, sometimes it doesn't hit you for a little bit. So maybe it'll suddenly hit you and you'll go through a bit of a lull again. And then you'll come up again. And then you'll have a week where maybe things are a little bit hormonal or something else goes on in your life, like job or friends or something else that brings you down and then you feel triggered and you'll have a moment where you're not feeling too well that is all completely normal and there's no rush like there's no rush to suddenly be over it or be okay or be good enough you know a lot of people go back into dating and meeting new people and they aren't even really fully sure if they're over it yet because who's to say you know who's to say you're 100% over something like that person is a part of your story and they'll always be a part of your story. They're a part of your journey. And that has nothing to like bad to say about you. It's just that it's just factual. It's, it's always going to be there in your mind. You're going to have those experiences. You're going to have those memories. It's what you do with those memories from here. It's how you process those things, how you heal those things, how you have empathy for yourself in the season that you were in when you were with that person. Maybe you feel bad that you didn't see certain things in that person that now you're like, holy fuck, I missed all these red flags. I'm such an idiot. You're not. You did the best that you could do in the moment that you were in. You tried to use all the tools that you had available to you. And that includes how you felt within yourself in that time. And you made the best choices that you could make along the way. And you took it a day at a time, just like you do with life. And now you might look back and go, oh my God, he's a fucking psycho. And maybe he is. And that's okay because it's not anything that you did wrong. We're moving on and that's okay. You're going to be fine. All right. (laughs) Number five is to create new memories and to switch up your routine. The reason I say this is because, again, our brains are just doing the same shit every day. Like, what is it? 99% of your, like, brain power, your thinking, what... what is the thing you're 99% of your thinking is like subconscious or whatever the fuck like most of your day is just you having repetitive thoughts and things being repeated and visual like any kind of sense like touch smell taste all these things can be triggers to old memories and to thinking of this person and so if your bed sheets are the same like right if you're like the art that you have up especially if they were part of it is the same if all the things the places that you're going if everything is the same and there's just this absence of this person you're gonna feel that whole that absence like a lot more whereas if you're creating a new version of your life for you and that could literally be like moving around the furniture in your room it doesn't have to be some big crazy thing but like moving and changing things around the less likely you are going to be triggered to think back to that person now I did move across the world I did quite literally pick myself up and move the furthest I could move away and I'm not saying that you should do that but I will fucking say that that shit helped so if you can do anything and even a version of that like going on a trip um or moving things around in your home like I said anything that kind of like changes up your vibe like changing your perfume I know it sounds so silly and it sounds so small but all of these little things can really help you feel like you're moving into like a new era um and for the things that you really want to keep and like just keep the same and you love like reclaim it you know like really just step into it and go like okay this is mine like I love this thing I want this thing this is for me 
and allow yourself to reclaim that thing and be honest with yourself on whether or not you are doing that or if you're trying to like hold on to it you know, because you miss them. Um, but definitely just know that the more you change things, the less triggers you're going to have. Um, this is also a huge opportunity for you to explore like who you are. I've had so many conversations with people recently who have said that the best seasons of their life, like where they've done the most self-growth and like healing has been post-breakup. I see it all the fucking time. I see people going through like huge like journeys, even like with wanting to grow their strength, you know, like trying to get into like fitness finally because they never really wanted to or never had the motivation. And now they finally have this like motivation to like try something new, you know, going to like dance classes, like going to like art classes, doing new things and not even classes, but just doing it at home. Home, you know, starting these new things and creating these things that have nothing to do with that person that was in your life. Because again, the more experiences that, that you have are new and they're fresh and it's like they don't even know that your ex exists, the happier you're going to be moving forward doing those things. And hopefully those are going to be really, really healthy coping mechanisms for you going forward. Number six is to let time do its thing. You have to let time do its thing. Time heals. It does. It really does. And it sucks because it's something that you can't really do anything about. You know, I just, I, I wanted to point it out because it's it's real. And every time I have a friend or somebody in my life going through a breakup or something like this, I'm always like, oh, you know, give it time. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. But you need to go through this kind of difficult season. And it's funny because I was actually talking to one of you this week and you were saying that you are just so disappointed because you're like, oh, now I have to go through this whole thing. You know, it almost feels like a bit of like a, oh, fuck, here we go. You know, it feels like a bit of a, like just this thing that you didn't want to have to do. And if that's you, then that's actually a pretty good feeling to have right now because if you're just like, fuck, like, oh, now it has to be this whole thing. Like, here we go. That means that you're like willing to do it. That's actually really, really healthy. And I just want to point that out. Like, if you have this feeling of like, oh, fuck, like, I just don't want to have to do this whole season, but you're willing, do it, run with it, you know, and take all the other things that I said and go and do those things because it means that you're willing to go through it and you'll probably get through it a lot quicker, which I know is probably your goal because you want to move on, you know, and you want to feel good again. Um, You'll probably be able to do that a lot better because you know that you're willing to do that. Again, there's no rush for you to heal super quickly or anything, but time kind of does need to do its thing. So just allow it. And again, remember that the things that are going to prolong it, and so many of you said this as well when you were sending through your advice, was that looking at this person, talking to this person, seeing the social media posts, all the things. Social media was a big one. Like y'all talked about social media so much. Y'all were like, do not, do not look at their Instagram. Do not talk to them. Do not, because it's true. It fucks you up. (laughs) So do your best to cut them off. And number seven is to date yourself. Date yourself. Go do things with yourself. Like go, you know, to a movie. Go to dinner with yourself. And maybe you're not someone who loves me alone. So like you can also again just go back and rely on your friends. But I would also encourage you at least a little bit to try to do some things alone. Especially if you spend a lot of time with that person. You get so used to just like having someone around, you know, that comfortable, like just having that little extra support and having someone to bounce your ideas off all the time. And it's it can be really challenging to then switch into this like singleness and to be switching switched into this like, oh, like. I really make the decisions myself. And if I want to experience something, I have to get a friend and that can feel really like taxing. If you can get good at 
being okay with doing something alone, if that's hard for you right now, I'd really encourage you to push yourself because it helps you to grow your confidence. And I encourage anyone to do this all the time is, you know, go and try things that are challenging for you because it's so good for your brain. And again, it's so good for your self-worth because it teaches you that you can do hard things and you can step out of your comfort zone. And when you do that, you're actually going to be fine and it's going to work out and you'll probably get something good out of it. Like have a good time or, you know, learn to enjoy your company and it's, it's really worth it. So I encourage you, date yourself, go out. And again, this is something that you guys said heaps was like, I, I learned that I like love to paint or I learned that I love to read or I learned that I actually really enjoy being in nature alone, but I just never realized I wanted to do things alone before because I was always with this person. It's such a good opportunity and see this season as much as you can as being an opportunity for you to grow and figure out who you are when you're just on your own because you're going to be able to take so much from this season into your next relationship. You know, assuming you want to be in a relationship again eventually, you're going to really be able to take like a version of you that is so confident and you, you're going to pull amazing things out of your future partner because you have so much to offer and you're going to be there to fill the gaps where that partner isn't, you know, able and you're not going to rely on somebody else to be able to do X, Y, Z or to feel a certain way. It's all going to come from within yourself and that's where you come out so much stronger. Like I'm actually so grateful that I went through the breakup. I'm so grateful. Obviously, firstly, because I know that that wasn't the person for me and I'm very thankful that I didn't end up marrying that person. Um, But also because it just like transformed me. Like it like pushed me into a whole new version of myself. And I dead ass don't believe that I would be like where I am today and like doing the things that I'm doing and as confident as I am in myself if it wasn't for that experience. Like I'm so fucking grateful for it. And I know that you are going to be as well. It's just going to take you some time. Okay, point number eight, and this is my last point, is that you need to let yourself feel. You need to let yourself feel it all. You need to let yourself cry and then you need to pack it up, (laughs) you know, cry and then pack it up and then go do something that is going to genuinely serve you and give you real rest. There's a difference between crying a bunch and then having a glass of wine and like, doing something that's not good for you. Maybe that's like something that is actually self-destructive, like going out and like drinking a bunch and just needing to get into that like drunk headspace to have a good time and whatever that looks like for you, like manage that and try to figure out how to get real rest. Maybe for you that is going out and having a good time and that is totally fucking fine. If you're like an extrovert and going out and you want to do that, obviously again, be aware of your substance use because it's a really common thing you know, going through a breakup and you just want to sit and have a glass of of wine and cry. And I get that. And you can totally do that. Like no judgment here. Okay. We all do it, but it's helpful if you can just be aware because you don't want to become reliant on that. Of course, um, in a tougher season is when you're most likely to be like relying on those kinds of things, whether that's like drinking or smoking weed or whatever else that you might do. Try not to rely on those things. Try to think of healthy coping mechanisms, Um, maybe even writing a list of things that you know helps you when you're not feeling your best, like talking, like FaceTiming a friend, calling a friend, even going to see a friend, maybe going on a walk, getting out into nature. Maybe that's reading, maybe eating, like cooking yourself a really nice meal and eating. Try to write down a list of things that you know 
help you in those moments and try to rely on those things and do those things. Um, Another thing that I actually saw someone on TikTok do a while ago when they were going through an addiction, getting over an addiction, which again, this is a very similar thing when you're suddenly feeling this way and you're feeling like, fuck, I want to go like look at photos or I want to go like think about that person or I, you know, I want to talk to that person even. What can I do in this moment? They actually created like a box it was so cute, guys. This is so cute. such a cute idea. This might help you. I really hope it does. This little like box with a bunch of things that helped them in that moment. And it was like little snacks that was specifically for the moment, like little chocolates and things, um, like a book for reading, little paints to be able to paint, like something like that. Maybe you want to create yourself like a little love box. Like that would be such a beautiful gift to give yourself because you know you're going through a hard time right now. Just do what you need to do to feel everything you need to feel. But of course, do that in a way where you still feel like you're in control. Like you allow yourself to cry, but you then come back to yourself, you know, tidy up, have your sniffles, wipe the tears away, and then do something that's going to help to like replenish your soul. Because you do need to be able to let yourself cry if you need to, you know, if that's something that helps you and you want to let it out, let it out. Don't believe that crying means that you're not doing well. Crying doesn't fucking mean anything. It's just a bodily reaction to whatever's going on. I literally cry like every other day and I could be like watching a goddamn commercial that makes me tear up. I could be like crying about bullshit in my life. It could be hormonal. The other day I cried within like 20 minutes of waking up and I was like, goddamn, what is this new morning routine I have on? Um, So look, it fucking happens, okay? It's fine. There's nothing wrong with crying. It's just an emotion and emotions are amazing. You need to feel it and write it down. If that helps you just allow yourself to fully be in it and experience it, but try to always come back and find something where you're going to have a healthy moment to cope. Yeah. Guys, I hope that that helped you. Oh, this is a really tough season. This is really fucking tough. And I just wish I could be there and just squeeze you and just be like, you're so hot and sexy. You're going to be fine. Um, And I can't do that with you, unfortunately. But just know that I get it. And all of us, like all of us, I mean, most of us have been through this. Almost all of us have been through something like this. And whether this is a 10-year relationship or a literal like situationship where you, where you won't even dating and you're almost embarrassed at how hurt you are by the fact that you're not talking to this person anymore, it's valid. You can feel however the fuck you need to feel. You don't need to compare yourself to anyone else's situation. Feel what you need to feel. And hopefully these things helps you and you're going to go through and you're going to use these things to help yourself get through this season. But I love you guys. I I am here for you if you want to chat at all. I am on Instagram and TikTok at Alyssa Taylor Harper. And of course, we have the podcast here on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. And if you don't already follow on those platforms, then please do so. Maybe throw in a little rate and review if you like today's episode. Um, and of course, if you have any feedback, anything you want me to talk about in the future, come hit me up and let me know because I read all my DMs. I don't always read them right away. And I don't always get back to every single one of them, but I am trying to do my best because I'm in this for you guys. Like you are the community and like, this is what I'm here for. I just want to create things that help you and things that give you like life and feed into your lives. Um, And so come find me if you want to chat and hang out and share this with a friend if they're going through a breakup. Oh my God, we all need this sometimes. It's all going to be okay. I love you guys. I'll chat with you soon. All right. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.